0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the showcase. I'm your host, Paris Jackson. On today's episode, we're talking MVP. Got an update on the race and wanted to give you a breakdown of who I think is in the front running. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the showcase. <laughs> My people, hey, I know it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke and you heard from your boy, but uh, honestly, recorded an episode last weekend, computer spazzed, lost the whole thing, and just decided I do not want to go and re record. So, technological issues uh, on episode 102 for you guys, but hey, you know. It it happens that way. It had to happen eventually, and we are back this week picking up the cadence. Um, Also had more time for the league to just develop a bit. We're about 13, 14, 15 games into the season for most teams, putting us about... Just shy of that quarter mark of the season, right? We're probably about 18% of the way done, 15% of the way done for some teams. Um, and at this point, it's starting to shape up a little bit more like we expected, I think, through this far. Um, you know, no major headlines surrounding the NBA as it currently stands. You know, you got a few injuries here and there, some minor stuff. Zion looking day-to-day, Desmond Bain looking day-to-day. Um, Isaiah Stewart with the Pistons out for a couple weeks with a toe strain. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. coming back from Memphis. But relatively healthy looking league around the way. No major, major injuries. You know, you did have James Harden out for what looks like to be a month from the time he went out. So he should miss probably the whole month of November and come back in December um, to a Sixers team that's kind of found its legs Without them, you know they're currently sitting at seven and seven after their horrible one and four, or one and five start to the season has kind of turned things around, um, and you know their cross division rivals Brooklyn are also kind of, you know, finding their footing without a key player of theirs. No Kyrie Irving, they did lose to the Lakers and the Kings in a successive trip, you know, on this on this road Western, West Coast road trip, you know, losing a couple of key games. But, um, you know, they did, you know, win the first few without Kyrie and um, don't want to speak too much about the Kyrie drama. I feel like it's tied in with Kanye West and what's been going on, you know, anti-Semitism and tied in into what's going on in the Middle East and Iran. It's just a lot, a lot always going on in the world. You know, Poland got hit by a missile. Uh, Trump's rerunning for president like a a lot of stuff is going on in the global macroeconomic type scene and uh, Kyrie Irving is for whatever reason finding himself in front of front of media attention yet again um, for something that I think was easily avoided and also easily just blown out of proportion Um, so that's all I'll say about that one in general but as far as the Brooklyn Nets go you know Kevin Durant is doing all he can to help string this team together, but even him himself said, "Hey, look, you know, not to talk shit, but look at the roster, and I'm sur- and who I'm surrounded with, and and what is the expectations." He's like he came out and said that's why I uh, requested a trade because at the end of the day he get, shoulders all the blame um, if they don't do well. Of course, he gets the glory if they do do well, but he gets all the blame. If they don't do well and the roster just isn't constructed for them to succeed at a high level, um, and Brooklyn try as they may, I think they're sitting right at 500, you know, as we record this before the games tip off on Wednesday evening, um, they're 500 through their last 10, they're five and five, but they're six and nine overall, um, and a vast majority of those games have been played without their star player, Kyrie Irving, um, you know, but other things kind of still develop around the league. Of course, the big shocker is the Blazers and the Jazz being as good as they are. Um, and then you kind of go through the rest of Western Conference standing, and they're really shaking out as we expected. The Warriors probably need to turn it around and go on a, a winning streak here. Um, you know, Wiseman has been sent to the G League to develop even further, or back to the G League for that matter, which would provide more opportunity for Kavon Looney. And also, you know, the precious minutes that that uh, the Warriors have to go around kind of eliminates one guy who would get some of those minutes. So um, should expect the Warriors to turn it around. Six and eight is not exactly where they wanted to be, um, and they're four and six in their last ten. Man, tough losses. Lost to Sacramento. Um, Lost to the Magic. You know, like some tough, tough losses in a in first of all a road trip that went winless. Uh, which is very tough, Uh, but also just dropping the ball at home a little bit and on the road. Um, Definitely on the road, Um, but uh, those problems are also continuing to them playing at home. Um, In the Eastern Conference, things will look a little bit more like I think that we expected them to with uh, Boston and Milwaukee sitting up at the top. Atlanta, Cleveland, Washington, Toronto taking up those next four spots. Probably would like to see Washington and Toronto continue to slide down and be replaced with Philly, Miami, Chicago, and Brooklyn. Um, Cavs. I think most people thought were going to be good. Atlanta. It seems the Dejounte Murray Trey Young duo is working out. Uh, They're at nine and five, six and four in their last ten, and their last ten is pretty much, you know, just shaking off you know not included in shaking off the rust of, of the first few games right they come into the season everybody's a little rusty from the off season. regardless of how much prep there was everybody comes in with some amount of rust and um you know the last 10 games is probably more indicative of where the team is going right the Hornets and the Pistons are two and eight in their last 10 Celtics and the Bucks are a combined 15 and five through their last 20 so you know Things are going to continue to shape up, you know, as we get through the rest of this month towards the Christmas break and through December, you know, teams are really, really going to start solidifying. And, and of course, as I've said multiple times around January, is where things really start to matter in the league. It also just coincides with, you know, the new year and um, obviously getting closer to the trade deadline, being more front of mind as football winds to an end. The days get longer after the winter solstice. Um And people are just tuning in more and more. Not so much tuning in right now. Even myself, you know, I, I do watch basketball on a nightly basis, but it's not to the level I would in, say, January, February, or March, you know, as we get to the tail end of the season. Spent a good amount of time talking about rookies last episode, so I won't cover that. But I did want to get to the MVP race because I think it's important um, and it's a season-long type of deal, so it's good to shine some light on the players that have been doing well thus far in the season. Because if we're looking at the entire season, you would have liked to see, you know, whoever is the MVP kind of be that front runner for the entire the of the season, right? So season-long award. And so, even though October and November don't matter too much from a team perspective, from an individual award perspective, you do want to keep this in mind. Now, just to remind the good folks at home who are keeping score, we do have Joel Embiid MVP ticket at plus 540 and a Giannis MVP ticket at plus 570. And we'll get to them but I want to go through just the fifteen players who I think have an actual shot at winning this, um, as well as where they sit. Um, obviously, we're gonna start at fifteen and work our way up. So we're starting at the very, very long shot type players. Uh, but I think as we go through this list, you'll start to recognize a lot of names um, in that top fifteen. You know, as some of the preeminent players in the list you know if I did leave some of your favorites off it's just because their numbers don't add up or they missed quite a few games to be eliminated from this particular um, you know batch of, <coughs> of statistics that I'm looking at um, and basically the way I have ranked all of these players is basically their PRA so their points rebounds and assists minus turnovers minus games missed Um plus blocks sorry so it's points rebounds assist and blocks totaled minus turnovers and minus games missed right because i think it's important to include a factor in here for games missed um especially you know as we get later and later into the season if you miss you know what is it 26 games and you're completely eliminated from contention from any individual awards anyway, and all the players that we're going to talk about today, there is only one player who's missed four games, and now we have a ticket on him, um, and everybody else has missed uh, basically two or less, or maybe three, um, in the case of, of two individuals, um, so number 15, DeJounte Murray for the Atlanta Hawks, um n- not alone on this list from Atlanta and it's probably going to be in his detriment very much so as it was the case for the Warriors you know when they had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry it's hard to give the MVP to a team that has potentially two MVPs right there's only one basketball and can only go in once per possession um, so while you're getting a point you might be getting, you know, two points per assist on your teammate. So DeJounte Murray is coming in at number 15. He's missed zero games, which I feel like is important. He's scoring 21.5 points per game on 45% shooting, shooting 32% from the field, 86% from free throw, and he's averaging 6.4 rebounds and 7.8 assists, um, which is pretty... Pretty impressive in my book. He also totes the second lowest turnover um, per game for the aforementioned uh, list of 15, right? So low turnovers, lots of assists, good assist to turnover ratio is always nice. You know, getting after the boards, shooting efficiently, 45%, 45%, you know, he's not a 50, 40, 90 guy, but he's he's on his way there, 45%, 32%, 86%. So he's a few ticks away in each of those categories. His current odds to actually win the MVP, let me see if they're even listed here. Um, I doubt that they are, but you never know, right? Let's just look it up real quick. DeJounte Murray, plus 30,000, right? So if you, <laughs> if you bet 100 bucks, you would win $30,000 if DeJounte Murray wins MVP. Um, And he's in the top 15, but uh, I think you'd be wasting your money. His combined total score for the Paris Jackson MVP ranking is 33.8. So keep that in mind. We're going to go up from there. Next up, we have Devin Booker also having missed zero games from the Phoenix Suns from a total of 13. He is averaging 26.5 points. On 47.7% shooting, 37.5% from deep, 85.9% from the free throw, 4.8 rebounds per game, 5.5 assists per game, 2.7 turnovers per game, and half a block. Um, I'm just now realizing I probably should have included steals in this factor, um, you know, just to give more defensive edge to guards because I've included blocks I might as well include steals, but you know what? We'll do this again in about a month's time and I will be sure to include steals. So, um, and just, and probably defensive rating too. That was the two um, things I did not include, but I feel like MVP it's generally, you know, based on scoring anyway, you never see, you know, it's very rare to see a player in the running for defensive player of the year and MVP, you know, Michael Jordan, of course, did it a few times. Um, And there's been players, obviously, that have done it since. But it's very rare in today's NBA for the MVP award to not go to someone who's more dominant on the offensive end of things. So uh, while it wasn't included um, in the points factoring system, uh, Devin Booker does average 2.1 steals per game, um, which is near the highest for these 15 um, you know, Phoenix has been very good, winning a ton of games, going 8-5 and five, uh, to open the season with some impressive wins over some rivals um, in conference. You know, they had that big win against the Warriors, and Devin Booker's been a big part of it, 26.5 games, um, attempting 20 shots a game, right? So basically, you know, very, very close to 15 50 uh, percent 47.7 is very good his combined total is 34.6 of the paris jackson score for mvp still a working title so i'm probably going to mention it 15 different times on this list of 15 next up even though he's missed three games and you know i do not like him he it does rank 13th in the listing based on his contributions to his team and some might argue that because of his age as well as the roster construction, he wouldn't be ranked this low um, if we're not only looking at stats. And I feel like for the MVP award, you know, narrative does play a role in it as well as so does winning percentage and and roster construction and expectations going into the season. And the person I'm talking about here is LeBron James. Having missed three games out of the – 13 the Lakers have played so far, um, you know, 2-8 and eight in the games that he is in, he is averaging 24.9 points per game on 45.7% shooting, he's shooting 23.9% from 3, which is tied for worst amongst anybody on this list that we're mentioning today, he's 66.7% percent from the free throw he basically hits two out of three um, which is the lowest in terms of shooting percentage from the free throw of this list of 15 but he gets it done in terms of rebounds 8.8 assists 6.9 turnovers 3.4 and three quarters of a block per game Um, you know those numbers all together do give LeBron an edge um, as he has the narrative going for him his age of course he'd likely be the oldest player to win the mvp if i had to guess i would want to look that up but i would imagine that he would be the oldest to ever win it if he does win it today just based on his longevity um in his career now he is dealing with a little bit of a groin issue and did miss miss some games i have pretty Project that he will come very close to that 60 to 65 games played range by the time it's all said and done. Having already missed three out of 13 games doesn't bode well for him being even eligible for any of these awards. Uh, But nevertheless, LeBron James has still shown that he's dominant and uh, has a total ranking of 34.9 points. Just barely edges out Devin Booker for 13th on this list in MVP race. Next up, we go back to Atlanta. Trey Young, DeJounte Murray's counterpart. He's missed only one game uh, for this Atlanta Hawks team, who's played 14 at this point in the season. They're 8-5 when he does play with them. He is averaging 26.9 points on 37.8% shooting. 30.9% from deep, but a total so far highest of 90.9% from... The free throw line, 3.2 rebounds a game, 9.3 assists per game, highest on this list of 15 in terms of assists. Um, 3.6 turnovers a game, which you would expect from a you know a point guard position, more turnovers. Um, but of course, the points and the assists alone are enough to edge out any of the other people we just. Mentioned Trey Young, you know, and DeJounte Murray working in tandem. I'd like to see them remain around these spots. Um, But Atlanta is actually the only duo, um, aside from the Lakers, that have two players on this list. So, obviously, they highly rely on their star players. And for that reason, they'll probably rank lower than if, you know, they didn't rely on the duo as much and can get some more players involved. But nevertheless, Trey Young has a combined score of 35 for the Paris Jackson MVP rankings. Next up, we travel to Denver with the two-time reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, who caught off to a bit of a slow start um, for the Denver Nuggets, though they have hit their stride and are sitting at top of the standings. Nikola Jokic has missed zero games. He's durable, as he has shown to be in previous seasons, averaging 20.8 points, so that's actually the lowest so far, but he's doing it on 60.6% shooting, not as much, not as many shots as you would expect. Only 13 per game is actually the lowest out of all 15, so for him to get 20.8 points, quite impressive. He is shooting 28.6% from deep, so Some improvement needed there. 87.5% from the free throw. Nine and a half rebounds a game. 8.9 assists per game. He's close to averaging a triple-double. Only half a rebound shy and 1.1 assists shy. 3.2 turnovers and half a block per game. Jokic is making a case for his mvp again, even with the return of Jamal Murray. And Michael Porter Jr. to the lineup. Jokic has not slowed his production down, which has been impressive. And the Denver Nuggets center is ranked 11th on our list here. Coming up next, we go to Memphis to visit the hot young star, Ja Morant, who's edges out Jokic. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Nikola Jokic, 36.6 points on the Paris Jackson MVP rankings. Ja Morant at 36.7, barely edges Jokic out for the 10th spot um, you know having missed two games of Memphis's 15 they go nine and four when J- John Morant plays um, you know he's averaging 29.3 points in the running for the scoring title um, you know and he's averaging that on 48 percent shooting 40.3 percent from three 78.2 percent from free throw we'd like to see some improvement on the free throws 6.2 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 3.9 turnovers, and 0.3 blocks per game. He's had two double doubles um, throughout the season so far, which is actually the lowest out of anybody we just mentioned and the only player sorry I skipped over this the last six the only player with any triple doubles is Jokic and he's got three of them so far this season so um Ja Morant though has leading this Grizzlies team they're not as high in the overall standings as you would expect but obviously they're dealing with injuries to Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr Um, and I feel like the roster isn't as, as well constructed as it could be um so for Ja and squad, you know, you we wanted to see jaw elevate, and it looks like he is meeting that challenge by, um, you know, improving upon his points per game 29.3. Very impressive. Next up, we're going back to LA and Lakerland for a Mr. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has missed one game, um, they are three and nine when he plays. Lakers, of course, not very good this season. Anthony Davis is averaging 24.3 points per game on 54% shooting, 25% from deep, unfortunately, 78.6% from the free throw, 11.2 rebounds per game, which is second highest out of the 15 people we're going to mention today, 2.5 assists per game, 1.8 blocks per game, so he's very close to two, that actually is tied for second um, highest in terms of blocks per per game um Anthony Davis same struggles that LeBron is having the roster construction obviously if L if for the Lakers if Anthony Davis and LeBron both play well the team is much much better um and unfortunately when they don't play well the team very much suffers for it um Anthony Davis I don't think quite has the story of LeBron James as far as the MVP race goes Um, No narrative, really. The expectation is for Anthony Davis to do well. He's kind of back where he was when he was with the Pelicans, kind of playing with a bunch of scrubs and just having to be the guy that's good stats on a bad team. Um, So I don't think Anthony Davis is as much in the running for MVP as LeBron is. Um, Quick aside, uh, I forgot to mention this as, as we were talking about LeBron, but LeBron also has his I'm tracking down Kareem tracker. Type thing. They have a whole section dedicated to it on NBA.com. As far as how close he is, and he needs 1,076 points to pass up Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for most total points career points. Um, 1,076. If he does play out the remaining of the season, averages out to 15 and a half points per game. Um, LeBron is averaging 24.9 points per game. So even if he does miss a few games on the way, he can make, obviously make up for it by 24.9 per game. And if you do the math, um, that leaves, you know, very few games for LeBron to actually have to play. He only has to play 43. He's already played 10. Um, so that puts him at 53 games for the season at his scoring average to, pass Kareem or you know by one I'm sure he wants to pass him by much more than that but uh you know he only needs to play 43 games if he's averaging 24.9 points to do so um okay next up we go to Cleveland and visit Spider-Man on his new team Donovan Mitchell having only missed two games um out of the 13 Cleveland has played so far they are seven and four when he plays 31.6 points on 51% shooting, 43% from three, 87.5% from the free throw. He is a couple ticks off from hitting that proverbial 50-40-90 guy. He's got 4.7 rebounds per game and 6.1 assists. Obviously, the rebounds are going to be low, not only because he's a guard, but because they have so much length on this Cleveland Cavaliers team who has proven to be what everybody expected of them and the addition of Donovan Mitchell has been tremendous for this Cleveland Cavaliers team. Donovan Mitchell's coming in at 37.6 points at number eight on our MVP tracker here that we're doing. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and do the top seven. <laughs> All right, let's get into the back half of the rankings here. At number seven, we got Shea Gildris Alexander. I don't, I don't feel like this is a name a lot of people are expecting, especially in the way that the Thunder shut him down in the back half of the season last year. But, folks, you got to remember, this was a very promising guy when he was on that Clippers team. Um, and in Oklahoma City, very similar situation to Anthony Davis in that he's just a good Good stats on a bad team type of guy, but I think the Thunder have also surprised a few people, winning some games. You know, they have back-to-back victories over the Clippers um, in this you know early stretch of the season. And Shea Gilgis Alexander is a driving force of the Thunder and what he they are planning to do. At 24, he's you know tied for second youngest on this list with Trey Young. And Jason Tatum, so 24, very young, has very much of his career left ahead of him. Um, and those three are obviously the, the the youngins on the squad. John Morant being 23 with Luka Doncic and tied for first place as far as youngest goes. Um, Shea Gilders Alexander, though, he is on Oklahoma City. They are 6-7 when he plays. Um, Has only missed one game, 31.5 points per game, though, 53.9%, shooting 37.8% from deep, 94% free throw shooter. That is the highest out of anybody on this list that we're talking about today, 4.4 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists per game, 3.4 turnovers per game. So he's been very, very hands-on with this Oklahoma City Thunder team. At 38.8 points, right? And just to very quickly, because I forgot to mention it for the rest of the players here, if we look at DeJounte Murray plus 30,000 to win the MVP, Devin Booker plus 4,100 to win the MVP. If we look at LeBron, LeBron is plus 9,500 to win the MVP. Trey Young is. Plus 4,200 to win the MVP. Jokic, even though he ranks so low on my listing, has pretty decent odds. Plus 2,300 to win the MVP. Ja Morant coming in at plus 1175. He actually is the sixth most likely, according to the book. I use to win the MVP, so at plus 11.75, it's got some value there, uh, especially with the injuries on the team um, and the narrative of just Memphis being gritty and tough. You know, that's that's there for the taking. Um, let's get through the rest of these really quick. Anthony Davis plus 18,000. Right, shitty Lakers team. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him to win. Donovan Mitchell plus 22. Hundred, So he's about right there with Nikola Jokic on winning. Shea Gildress Alexander, if he wins, man, that's going to be insane. Um, but his odds are plus 12,000. So eh, more likely than I thought, I guess, according to the book. Um, and that's your number seven through 15 likeliness of winning the MVP. Now, we get into the top seven here, and there's probably all the people that you would predict would be here but before I do I do want to give the honorable mentions to the 10 that are just outside of the top 15 and just mention them by name really quickly coming in at number 25 Damian Lillard at 30.3 points Paul George at 30.7 points at number 24 number 23 Laurie Markinen at 31 points number 20 Two James Harden at 31.8 points Tied with Jimmy Butler at 31.8 points Jalen Brown 32.1 points At number 20 De'Aaron Fox 32.4 points At 19 Tyrese Halliburton 32.8 points Number 17 Carl Anthony Towns 33.5 points And number 16 Pascal Siakam 33.7 So there's your honorable mentions um and just outside of that at number twenty six Paolo Bancaro, uh, rookie making it into the top twenty five players uh, in the league is pretty impressive. Tyrese Halliburton being a second year guy making it there also impressive. Okay, let's get to the top top uh, actually top six now, uh, and at sitting at number six having missed four games was Joel Embiid. Remember we bought a ticket at on him before the season started at plus five forty. His odds have dropped. A touch to plus 950. So if you did miss it earlier and you still believe in Joel Embiid, now is your chance. The Philadelphia 76ers are sitting at 507 7 and 7. And they are 5 and 5 when Joel Embiid plays. So they've gone 2 and 2 without him. They're 5 and 5 with him. Just mediocre as it gets. He is averaging 32.3. Three points per game which is the second highest out of anybody on this list 53.7% shooting 23.7% from deep but as expected from a big man 83.1% from the free throw 10.1 rebounds per game 4.1 assists per game um, turnovers are at 4.2 which is actually the highest out of anybody on this list and 1.8 blocks per game so Embiid is putting in that work. He also had that, I think, a 59-point triple-double the other day. So the narrative, the longer that James Harden sits out, the more likely it is Joel Embiid finally gets an MVP nod. Um, That being said, there are some stellar performances going on around the league. So he is number six. He's plus 950, which is actually the fourth best odds to win it, uh, according to the book. Plus 9.50. Might want to scoop that up. Uh, and he's coming in at number 6. Coming in at number 5, we'll go back to talk about Brooklyn and our boy Kevin Durant. Forced to do more with less as Kyrie Irving sits out and some of the other players on his team are just not very talented or not very healthy. Kevin Durant has missed zero games of the 15 Brooklyn has played so far. They are 6-9, and nine, but he's averaging 30.3 points. On 52.4% shooting, 35% from deep, 92.8% from the free throw line, 6.5 rebounds, 5.3 assists, 3.2 turnovers, and 1.9 blocks per game, which is actually the highest out of the 15 people we are talking about today. We've spent a good time on Brooklyn already, so I don't want to delve too deep on it, but Kevin Durant's Paris Jackson MVP ranking is 408 points um, which is the second to crack the 40 mark the first was Joel Embiid at 40.1 points Kevin Durant's MVP odds are sitting at plus 1850 Uh, so he's got quite a long shot probably having to do just with the record and obviously a lot of the media circling Can't be talking about the Nets greatness when you got so much trouble in paradise in that front office. So uh, impressive that Kevin Durant has not missed any games. Let's see if that durability remains coming in at number four. We got our hometown hero, Steph Curry, you know, two time MVP, only unanimous MVP, potentially looking for a third when the rest of the team is not playing up to its standards. I would venture to say if Steph Curry has, a bad game. The Warriors are losing more games than they have so far. Um, the Warriors have only played one game out of their 14 without Steph Curry. They're six and seven when he does play. He is averaging 31.5 points on 52.3% shooting, 43.3% from deep, 92% from free throw. He is actually our only 50 40 90 guy. Uh, on this entire list, uh, 6.6 rebounds, 6.4 assists per game, 2.5 turnovers per game, and 0.1 blocks per game. Um, his ranking comes in at 41.1, and he is currently 5th best odds to win the MVP at plus 1,000. Um, could be a good bet. Turn 10 bucks into 100. If you want to bet on Steph Curry to win the MVP, He's got the making for it, but I think the three people ahead of him kind of have his number right now, and I I don't blame him. Um, You know, if you did want to take a a ticket out on staff, wouldn't blame him, but I do expect the Warriors to turn it around, and then it'll be one of those, well, the Warriors got so many guys type of votes against him. Um, He is coming in at fourth place right now in Paris Jackson ranking, MVP ranking, 41.1 points. Up next... Jason Tatum, you know, beginning of the season, I didn't think he would be as dominant as he has been, but clearly, much like Ja Morant, he's taken it up another level in his young, young career. He is third in the Paris Jackson MVP ranking at 42.2 points. He has missed no games for the Celtics this season, and they are 11-3, by far and away the best record out of any of the 15 teams mentioned today, 15 players obviously on 13 teams cuz two of them are from the same player or same team. He's averaging 31.9 points per game on 49.1% shooting, 36.8% from deep, 86.6% from the free throw line, 7.4 rebounds per game, 3.9 assists per game, 2.4 turnovers per game and 1.4 blocks per game. Um so pretty impressive run For Jason Tatum, he's definitely stepped things up on the defensive end as well. Um, You know, just being more of a presence and a body. He is a 5.1 plus minus, which is third highest on the list of the 15 people we have mentioned so far. He is ranked third on the Parish Jackson MVP ranking with 42.2 points, as I mentioned, and he is a plus 430 on your books to win MVP, 4-1 to odds, Jason Tatum MVP, Celtics haven't had an MVP in quite a while, Um, so if he can keep it up for the duration of the season, he's kind of like a dark horse, nobody really saw him coming, so I think the narrative around Jason Tatum will be built. Number 2, getting to the end here folks, almost there with me, and you could probably guess who these last two are, but maybe not the order, Giannis is coming in 2nd place right now in Paris Jackson MVP voting and partly because he has missed a few games, three games missed so far out of the 13 the Bucks have played so far. 8 and 2 when he does play, 31.3 points on 52.6% shooting, 24% from deep. Love to see that get improved. 64.3% from the free throw line, which is the worst out of the 15 players mentioned today. 11.8 rebounds per game, though. That is the highest of anybody we've mentioned. 5.2 assists, 3.8 turnovers, 1.3 blocks per game. He's been an absolute 4 7 double doubles, which is tied with a few others for second highest in terms of double doubles. Uh, but he does have a triple double, which is very, very rare. Only one, two, three, four, five. Six players have had a triple-double. Jokic has had three. Um, DeJounte Murray has had one. Giannis has had one. Both Steph and Kevin Durant have had one as well. Um, Giannis coming in second place on a Bucks team that has probably lost a few extra games due to Chris Middleton being absent, um, as well as Joe Ingles, Pat Connaughton. So he's kind of had to do more with less Can't blame him there. 42.8 points for Mr. Giannis. We have a ticket on him at plus 570 to win the MVP. He's plus 236 right now. So if you snooze, you lost on that one. He leads the front running for MVP. Actually tied for the best odds with our number one slotted player um, who is likely in this slot due to his usage just being so high. But he is far and away ahead of his peers in the Paris Jackson MVP points ranking system. And that is one Luka Doncic for the Dallas Mavs. He's missed zero games of the 13 the Mavs have played so far, eight and five in those games. He's averaging 34.4 points per game, which is far and away the highest of anyone in the 15 people we just mentioned. The next closest person is Joel Embiid who averages a basket less. Um, 49.7% 49.7% shooting, 29.1% from deep, 76.7% from free throw, free throw. Would love to see him improve all aspects of his shooting. But he gets after it. 8.8 rebounds per game, 7.8 assists per game. Basically touches the ball every time the Mavs do anything. 3.2 turnovers per game, 2.1 steals per game, which is the highest out of anybody we've mentioned today, 0.6 blocks per game. Game um, from a fan duel perspective, if you guys play daily fantasy, he is the highest at 61.6 fantasy points per game on average. Giannis is second at 56.7, so obviously, some discrepancies there. He's had seven double doubles and three triple doubles in the games that he's played so far. He's basically, you know, a double double or a triple double every night. Um, you can bet it. it's a lock for, for Luca to get one of those. So Um, You know, at 48.4 points in the Paris Jackson MVP ranking, Luka Doncic is currently sitting as the favorite to win MVP. The books are reflecting it too. He's plus 236, just like Giannis. So we're seeing right now the Giannis, Luka, basically it boils down to those two for the MVP. Now, of the 13 other players I've mentioned, um, you know, Jokic... Is obviously trying to defend his MVP. John Morant is making a splash. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are always going to be, you know, top tier players, definitely first team All NBA. But honestly, you might want to take a flyer on on Jason Tatum and hope that he can keep it up for the team. Or John Morant. Either of those would be good picks at this point to continue the MVP conversation. Um, but that's just how I rank them. You know, that's how I rank all the players. And I just look at, um, you know, what is exactly their contribution on the court, especially on the offensive end. Now, we'll probably get back together, you know, in a month's time, maybe right before the Christmas games to deep dive this again. Um, It's one of my favorite recurring topics just because I think it's so obvious you can catch some value in some places. And we'll include defensive rating as well as steals. Um, and maybe even develop it even further include, you know, offensive efficiency and subtract for usage. Maybe, um, we'll continue to tinker with the system, but it was very effective last year in ranking, you know, Jokic and Giannis as the front runners. And of course I had Jokic to win it and he did. Um, so we'll continue using the system as is, but, uh, as of right now, it looks like, you know, Luka is winning the MVP race as it currently stands. And, Maybe he should with the amount that the Mavs use him, but only time will tell, Um, you know, and uh, that'll be it for this time. Next week, we'll be back, of course, at a regularly scheduled programming. Um, But thank you, as always, for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, at PJ Showcase on Twitter and Instagram. We'll make sure we post some stuff. Twitter is actually in shambles right now, uh, so maybe you don't want (laughs) to go follow on there, but I will get to posting pics um, probably after the Thanksgiving holiday when I've had enough data to compile something accurate but um until then keep watching basketball and sports hope everybody stays safe and warm it's getting a little cooler here in socal quite windy where i live um so hopefully everybody's dealing with the time change and everything well and uh until we speak again bye